Hey everyone, we're the Rewind Guys, and this is Cinema Trash, the show where we go digging through B-movies, cult films, and low-budget flicks to find those gems. After all, in a world with over 500,000 movies, we can all use a little help finding the ones worth watching. Welcome back, I'm your host Patrick, joined by Russell. Alright, and hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and Mike! <laughs> What's up? Today we are talking about Death Race 2000 from 1975. If you haven't seen this movie or it's been a long time since you've seen this movie, let's recap so you know what we're talking about. It's a movie that makes Days of Thunder look like driving Miss Daisy. I like to go under the speed limit. In a dystopian future, a cross-country automobile race requires contestants to run down innocent pedestrians for points that are tallied based on each kill's brutality. <laughs> it's Death Race 2000, starring David Carradine from Kill Bill, Simone Griffith, and a young Sylvester Stallone who went on to star in Rocky just one year after he wrapped this film. Directed by Paul Bartle, movie was released in 1975 with a rating of R, runtime of 1 hour 20 minutes. I put this one on the wheel because I have been wanting to watch this movie for quite some time, probably like mid to late teens, so almost a couple decades, which I don't even know why. I don't know why. This movie has two things I hate, two things I absolutely hate. Racing. Oh, okay. And no women. Yes. No, politics. Oh, men. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, politics. Like. In, in an action movie, I love a good car chase as much as the next guy. But when it comes to racing, it's boring. Oh, it is. It is boring. But I, I don't know. I remember our older brother talking about this, and it's like, yeah, these people drive around, and like they try to kill people, and there's like a point system. And I'm like, oh, man, this movie sounds great. And I haven't seen it, and I've always been wanting to see it. And now I saw it. Yeah, I've, I think I've seen clips of it. Okay. Like I've seen the cars before for sure, but I've never seen it. Oh, all right. I'm assuming you. Wait, no, you have seen this before. Yes. Ooh. Yes. When did you see this? Uh, I don't know. Probably ten years ago. Huh. What did you think of it then? He turned it off. <laughs> wait, you never made it through the whole thing. No, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I think it's uh, funny because so that guy, what's his name, David Carradine, yes. is in this. Uh-huh. And I know him for something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so seeing him play that role for me was very weird and uncomfortable. Mm. Mm. But he's just kind of creepy guy. He probably kept the suit. <laughs> Ooh, oh. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Okay. So they originally wanted Peter Fonda to play, I think, David Carradine's part of Frankenstein. But after reading the script, he said it was too ridiculous. And he turned that shit down. He's like, not doing it. Thanks, but no thanks. But turned down for what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows at this time? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you saying you, you know him from other places and this is a little off-putting for you, that is the exact reason he took this role. Oh. Everybody knew him as Kane from Kung Fu, and he yep. was itching to get out there for anything else so people would stop seeing him just as yeah. Kane from Kung Fu. That's what I see. 
Yeah. <laughs> you still just see Kane? Yes. Well, I've never okay. I've never seen any of the kung fu shows. Does he have? Is it kind of the same person? You know what I mean? Does he um, actually know martial arts? He does I think he does? Doesn't I he? I think he does. I don't know how like good, but I think he knows some. Like I'm the, not really sure. The fight scene in this was uh good. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask? Is this the fight scene between him and Sylvester Stallone? Oh god. yeah. Oh my god. The funny man from Chicago. Machine gun Joe Viterbo. Here he comes, Machine Gun Joe. The director, let me look here because I can't remember anything. Paul Blart. Blart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's uh, uh Bartel, I think. B A R T L. Paul Blartel. No, Bartel. Paul Bartel. When he was directing this, he was making it a comedy. He oh. was oh. putting all different kinds of comical elements into this. Very and... noticeable. Wait, what? No, it's very noticeable. I'm not saying it's not, but Roger Corman, who is the executive producer. Cornman? Corman. Corman. If you don't know him, he makes schlocky films. That's just what he, he makes He makes B, low budget. He has produced over 500 movies. He wow. is a busy dude, and all his movies are like exploitive and low budget and B and all this stuff. He's like, mm, nope, nope, nope. He pulls out the majority of the <laughs> he, time. He, <laughs> no, <laughs> he pulls out the majority of all the comical elements of this movie and replaces them with the the head squish that you see and the blood squibs and all this. He puts gore into it ultimately. I think he wanted something more serious, and so you don't get it. No, the gore was funny because it looks so yeah, bad. Yeah, the whole thing. So is just I honestly nice. thought that was one of the comedic elements as well. I think that might just be a '70s thing, though. Yeah, I think, probably. I don't think they really perfected a whole lot of gore in the '70s. I think you get a lot of that really bright red blood, and it just it's not good. Although I do remember, even though it just kind of flashed really quickly, I remember the head squish being kind of okay. Like, I was just like, did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. When the cars lined up, did we have a favorite? Did we have one we were all rooting for? I thought the whole thing was dumb. <laughs> Those awesome cars? Are you serious? The introduction for everybody was, oh, my God. Hmm. You didn't like uh, Machine Gun Joe's Tommy Gun headlights? Or that stupid, no. like, hunting knife hood? ornament thing. I don't even know what the fuck that was. I like when he was uh, shooting into the crowd. They should have had somebody die out there. Like I was <laughs> I was really surprised they didn't like show the crowd yeah. it's a movie called Death Race. I assumed it was like, ah, oh, they don't give a shit. They'll shoot the crowd. Yeah. But... I was kind of expecting that too and then when they didn't show it, I just assumed it was like for show and they were blanks or something. Well, I mean the crowd was still like booing him even while he was shooting at them, so Maybe they were new booers. Maybe they were booing him now because he's killing people. Just, I can't get past the word new booers. New booers? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta get that new boo. It's uh, actually, it's French. It's new bois. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't understand the purpose. What is the end game of this race? Who gets the most points? Prestige. Well, no. Is that all it is? It's like a, like a bragging rights? That's I it? I think it might legitimately just be... Like, well, I mean, what's the end game of any sport, really? What do you yeah. get other than like a trophy and people are like, yay, we love you. Maybe some money. I don't know. Yeah, because what's uh, Stallone's character is at this point? He's like, "We're athletes. I'm not. I'm not here for this." When they're talking about the rebels attacking them, oh, he's like, yeah. "Why weren't there guards?" Like he's 
bitching and moaning about. You know, it's it's dangerous for us. I uh, I don't know. I guess I just when the the beginning of this movie is giving you and laying this foundation of all this political stuff that it's just like over my head. And so I'm like, okay, government is a is a big deal behind this. And so much so that this old lady's like, I've had enough of this. This can't go on anymore. And there's like this whole like rebellion to end this whole race thing. And I'm just like, I don't I don't really know what's going on here. I get that she's anti-race because you're killing people. But I I, I did the movie actually have like a, a a depth in plot anywhere? I think it tried. Oh. I think it was trying. Yeah. I think somebody was just, or a group of people were upset because you have a race where you're supposed to kill people, and they're like, "Nope, we're done." Well, like the whole point, I guess, was because <laughs> it comes down <laughs> to the end plot: the winner gets to shake the president's hand. Yes. Yeah. So they were trying to get in close to the president to apparently stab him with the world's tiniest knife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I have a. Don't forget the hand grenade. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my god. This whole movie is not worth that one scene, but it really <laughs> does bring you back from the boredom. Let me tell you, I laughed so hard at this hokey metallic painted grenade hand implant, like mannequin hand. Yes. At that. Oh, it's so good. And then when he continued to call it a hand grenade. Yeah, she asked. She's like, is that a grenade? A hand grenade. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's the best. That is the best. I lost my shit. I on didn't that even one. laugh at it. I Are did. you serious? Because I, I, I thought it's a hand grenade. I was I was actually cracking up with this movie. Oh, my God. I was dying with that. Oh. It was the best. Considering everything else that this movie was giving me when it got to that point, I'm like, finally some payoff. Great. Thank you. I thought the only thing you cared about was winning the race. Sure. Only the winner of the race is to shake hands with Mr. President. Is that a grenade? A hand grenade. That handshake is all I've lived for for as long as I can remember. I'm going to have to give credit probably to Paul Bartell for that one. Roger Corman was probably trying to cut that one out too, and I'm hoping he stood his ground because, like, no, this is gold. Well, someone cut it because it wasn't attached. Oh. Okay. Some long drawn out things here. They got the navigator to Frankenstein who is part of this rebellion trying to replace him or kill him or whatever. Talk about some weak efforts. Why well, didn't she just poison his shit from the beginning? They also were in love. Well, not at first. Well, you know, it was blossoming it was budding at, at that point. Stockholm syndrome what is that first sight it no it wasn't at first sight oh that was a big problem i had too his whole thing like i i, I liked it when they pushed him out on the gurney but he's supposed to be all <laughs> fucked up yes i was so mad when they took the mask off cuz he's, he's got like the, he's got like the, <laughs> the burnt he's got the burnt eye and everything when mm-hmm. the mask is on only yes and they do a lot of close-ups of his jacked up looking eye and then it's like five seconds later he pulls the mask off and it's perfectly fine yeah well yeah didn't you see it when you pull the mask? you could see it detach and like it's just it's uh uh was it it's all for show no well it is but what am i trying to say it's um latex it's all just latex it's some it's a halloween mask i wonder if i could buy one of those (laughs) that'd be great but yeah no i was a little disappointed too because i'm expecting to see like you know some gruesome face effects or something and it's just David Carradine so cool he even says like what'd you expect and it's like well I'm more than this <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah what do you say what do you expect another pretty face 
But see, it's that scene right there where I'm like, right from the get-go, if she just poisoned his drink right from the get-go, done, but son. But it was he who Pill Cosby'd her. He did. For her safety, though. Because at this point, they're falling for one another. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've already did it at this point. Uh, Maybe. Oh, also, I saw mine on a different platform than you. So I got to see it uncensored. So there are boobies. What? Yep. You watched it on YouTube as well? Yep. What? Well, that explains it. What the hell did you... Tubi doesn't censor their shit. Tubi doesn't like the booby. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen so many movies on that platform that has not censored a damn thing. Are you saying you've seen movies on Tubi with boobies? (laughs) Indubitably. (laughs) I have. I don't understand why this one was censored because I thought that was a choice... For the filmmaker, I thought they were dodging some sort of rating or something, and I thought that was weird for the '70s. Nope. To blur out some boobs. They don't do that. Maybe there was YouTube like care. two versions of it, like a TV version, oh, and then like the regular one. And Tubi got the rights to use just like the certain, you know, one. Oh, that could be kind of deal. I don't know. I was gonna say I've every movie we've watched on Tubi that's had nudity has been censored for me. Really? Yeah. Ooh, you know what I'm wondering? Are I you thought... signed in? Nope. That might be the difference. I wonder, because I usually watch it unsigned in too, and maybe I'm signed in on the other one when I see uncensored stuff. Now I have to try that. But we're not here to talk mm, yeah, about Tubi. Just to, just to check it out. Just to check it out. You know, just to check to see if they show... Everything. Th- look, sometimes there are things that drive the plot, okay? Nudity uh, drives. By plot, plot, do you mean wiener? <laughs> Yes. Nudity drives the wiener. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, yeah. So, can we talk a little bit about Machine Gun Joe? You mean, like, the worst character in the movie? Yep. Indeed. He is horrible. And No offense, I get that Sylvester Stallone isn't, like, necessarily known for his acting prowess or nothing, but holy shit, he is awful. So, yep. at the beginning when he... I'm assuming he actually spits at the car... You yeah. really got some distance on that. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> I, you know, I. <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad. I can't spit. <laughs> like I am one of those guys where it's like, swallow. and it just like lands on me somehow. Yeah, thanks. This um, is not sounding any better. It's not. It's I'm, not. This is gonna have to come out. Uh, nobody needs to know this about me. Okay, no. Especially, okay. One, uh, his acting's horrible. Two, can this guy get anything in his mouth? <laughs> It just gets what? worse. <laughs> what what are we talking about now? This conversation's still, yeah. When he's, like, they're at, like, a, um, where were they? The, oh their first God. pit stop. Their first pit stop. He's, like, I thought he had, like, whipped cream on his hands. Like, he was, like, playing with the dessert. <laughs> and he flings. He's, like. <laughs> this is getting so bad. He had. It was clam bisque that he was eating with his hands. <laughs> was that what it was? Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, I didn't hear or see. I'm like, what is he eating? Like some sort of like Alfredo soup. or something? It was soup. Oh, oh yeah. my god! It is. He's all over his face, all over his hands. He's just like, yeah, he's like yelling at some guy, and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Focus more on your eating, please. Good lord, what is wrong? He's an adult man. Get food in your mouth for crying out loud. I'm watching the scene. I'm like, is this a is this a directing choice? Yeah, it was frustrating to watch that scene. I just think that these are things that are supposed to bring the comedy, but they clash because now we have two people trying to make the movie their way. 
Hey, Frank. Yeah. Frank, I'm glad you came here. I caught your navigator trying to uh, screw around with the car, so I thought I'd come out and have a look at uh, what was going on. You know what I mean? Hey, come on, Frank. His character could have been omitted from the movie. None of these other races <laughs> even matter. This yeah, really, just uh, David Carradine. <laughs> He's the only one that really has any plot significance. In the movie. Yeah, he really does. These other ones are just to give purpose to make it a race, and that's it. You know, and this and furthermore, this is based on a short story. So they're taking a short story and they're trying to make a feature length film. So yeah, have fun so with that. I watched this at one point five times. Okay. So it was still a short story for me? No. Oh, probably made it more palatable. Very much so, by the sounds of this. Oh. Yeah, you know, I also watched it. <laughs> On a faster speed, and even though the movie's only an hour and 20 minutes, it, and I watched it like in half that time, it still seemed like there were so many scenes that just needed to end. It dragged. Especially like the first scene where they're kind of introducing everybody, God. and they're showing like how everything's working and everything, and introducing the characters, and it's way too long. It is. It, everything is really drawn out, and I don't know if they're doing that to fill that that. that time that they need to have or if they just thought it made it See, I just dramatic. gave that a pass because I haven't watched that many 70s movies and all of them are like that. No, and that's true. I think 70s is typically pretty dialogue heavy. I don't I don't I don't even watch too many 70s movies to be honest with you because they are a bit slow. So maybe I guess I can't necessarily fault it for that because it's a product of its time. But yeah, but you know, if it's dialogue heavy, they could have good dialogue. That's true too. Like without Sylvester Stallone speaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean amazing lines like "Go for the baby." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I will admit, the first time I see that, I'm like, "Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> that is so harsh." I, I, I honestly was cracking up. I wish I had paid more attention to this. How long has this Frankenstein David Carradine's uh, character? How long has he hated the president? He's a fake. What do you mean? There's, there's. N- Every time they're talking about those crashes, he died, right? Oh. Because he said at one point, it's like, I was trained to be Frankenstein. I think I missed that part. That would explain why after he took his mask off, he was fine. Yeah. Well, I just assumed that all these crashes and things that had happened to him, like he ultimately was kind of unscathed, and they just played it off like, no, 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 we'll just say that you got hurt, and we'll make you this big spectacle and character for people to get behind. I never thought of he died and they just replaced him each time. That yeah. actually kind of makes it a little cooler. Not that much though. Enough though. En- enough. It makes it, you know, <laughs> it kind of it kind of it's connecting some dots now. My brain's doing something. Now if I had to rate it, I would say it's a gem. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. It was just that little bit he needed to yeah. push it over the edge. So, that makes a lot of sense because my question was going to be if he hated this whole setup. He hated the president. Obviously, he's won other times. Why is he picking this time to then try and assassinate this president guy? And it would make sense. That's because it's a new Frankenstein, and the new Frankenstein hates this shit. Man, I'm glad I got you guys around because you guys. Or he had to wait until a car accident where he lost his hand, (laughs) so that he could replace it with the hand grenade to kill the president. Hmm. Interesting. Took him 30 years. Oh, my God. Wait, did it really? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> how old is this guy? Holy shit. Ugh. That's what I'm confused about, because they do say 
some like dates and stuff. From what I heard, the whole situation's only been going on for thirty years, or at least the race has. I don't, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What I also don't understand is like, let's say. He fulfills his mission, right? The end comes in. He blows the guy up. <laughs> he blows the guy. He blows the guy. And this president or ruler is no longer. I don't think this is going to make the whole new like political structure crumble. Am I wrong? Wouldn't there just be somebody under him who'd be like, all right, time for they me to step up? Him. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense he, to me, He though. literally knows how the system works, because he is the system. They'll just have a new Mr. President trained up to take Mr. President's place. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually surprised that they had Mr. President, like, there at the thing, because before, you just see, like, these recordings of him, Yeah, and everything seems generic, and I was starting to think, kind of yeah. like Frankenstein, the president doesn't really exist. Well, that's Ooh. why I, because of the weird spoiler I gave myself of looking at the cast, I thought it was going to be the other guy. My children, whom I love so dearly, it has been my duty in the long and difficult years since the world crash of 79 to serve you as best I could. Never before. (laughs) Let's talk about the deaths, shall we? Which one was your guys' favorite? Well, considering none of them are memorable, I will try to pull one <laughs> that I can remember. <laughs> How about the one with the guy trying to hang the Frankenstein uh, banner? And he, he falls from the ladder and like Machine Gun Joe's asking the one guy, like, what do you think? Should I kill him? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a weird guy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, kill him. I kind of liked that one. Apparently, because it stuck with me. Uh, but what do you guys got? So my favorite was it was when one of the drivers died. Oh, uh, not the Nazi lady, but the one, the other one. I can't think of her name. Oh God, is this the Looney Tunes one? No, that was oh. that was the Nazi lady. That was amazing. <laughs> but she's a professional driver, and she starts doing like a sixteen-point turn to turn around yeah. on a dirt road, and then hits a landmine. Oh. I was actually kind of hoping she missed it. I thought they were going to have her miss it, but no, she just did like a three-point turn to turn around on an open desert. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I I don't know. I think the best deaths really were when the nurses are bringing out the old people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the car drives through, and they're like, "Ah," over the fence, you see them. "Ah, I just feel ah." bad, though, because those old people still have to live. They don't want to live. They wanted to die so bad, they were willing to get ran over. It makes sense, though. Because the old people didn't want to die. Wait, the old people didn't want to die? Yeah, because the announcer's like, oh, they, the, those nurses finally got what's coming to them. You see them always putting the old people out so smug. Oh, I thought the old people wanted to die. I thought they were like volunteering. Kind of like that one girl who's like, I love you, Frankenstein. Kill me for points. Which, by the way, was the director's sister. I cannot move on from the deaths without addressing the Looney Tunes one. They build this fake tunnel for the Nazi woman to go through, and surprise, you're driving off a cliff. You mean to tell me that on either side of this tunnel, the stupid fake wall thing, you cannot see it's a cliff? Detour, Maybe not. man. What? Detour. She saw the sign. She was going like 100 million miles an hour. She couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like when the Frankenstein and his navigator are fighting. She's like, we're going to die and whatever. He, she grabs the wheel and goes to drive off the cliff. <laughs> and they're like fighting over it for a while and eventually he just puts the brake on. Yeah, yeah it's I like, was thinking that the whole time, why does he not just step on the brakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I kind of thought the same thing too. But you know, it's dramatics. You got to make this boring thing exciting somehow. Didn't work. Mm. Didn't work. We'll see. I saw. <laughs> we'll see. It looks like Matilda has been blown totally. Correction. Matilda has made an impressive score. Stand by. I know we got a remake of this, sort of. Like, I think they. Did they... we? Well, I mean, not necessarily a remake, but I know that the one with Jason Statham in Death Race was kind of a a revamping, a reboot, a reimagining I guess. of this. Because guess who's the executive producer? Roger Corman, the same guy that produced this one. Why? I think they should have did what should have been done in the beginning and made it a comedy. And you yep. know who I could see as Junior Bruce 100%? <clears throat> You? No. Will Ferrell. No, God, oh no. God. I love Will Ferrell. No, no, I love Will Ferrell too, but he'd make a horrible Junior Bruce. Why? Really? You think? Yes. You're telling me you Jack don't... Black. No, Wait, damn it, no. You're, you're telling me beds. you don't think Will Ferrell could play an annoying reporter. <laughs> I think I think Will Ferrell could be the annoying Machine Gun Joe. Uh, no, I, no. I'd be okay with that. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Could make an amazing like this guy gives me Steve Martin vibes. Isn't he like a thousand years old though? He's still making stuff. He's in Only Murders in the Building, and he he's still worth like Steve points. Martin. <laughs> he, here's the thing with Steve Martin, right? Like he looked old when he was young, and now that he's old, he just looks old. So it's like he's never aged. Huh? Yeah. Mm. It's like a Patrick Stewart situation. It really is. It is. Yeah. He's been Patrick Stewarted. <laughs> His wrinkles have wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, lots of plaster. But yeah, I could see Steve Martin as Junior Bruce, 100%. Hmm. I don't know anybody else, um, but if they were to make it, even in even in this one, they should have doubled down on the comedy. Would have made a much better movie. So I've seen the remake. Okay. And, like, they're so different. They're, they're literally, the only thing that's the same is the concept. Running <laughs> people over for points? It's not even, I don't even think they have that. Do they still have that political like stuff a, going on? It's like a bunch of inmates are forced to do the death race is what the remake is. Hmm. Are they killing other inmates and bad people? I don't even really remember, but mm. their definitely goal is to survive. Does Machine Gun Kelly play Machine Gun Joe? <laughs> I yes. need that. That needs to. If that's not a thing, it needs to be. It makes sense. We'll just have to uh, produce it. He's an actor now, isn't he? Or he's done. Yeah. Ugh. He was, was in one of the movies we did. Yeah, well, yeah he was one? in Bird Box. Bird Box. Ugh. But here's the deal. It made its money back, and then some. This did really well, actually. It made between 5 and $8 million. <laughs> so it is a good investment. Well, that was really good, because you said the 500000 budget mm-hmm. basic at the top end? Yep. Well, yep. I mean, they had pretty good actors for the time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think car movies were pretty big in the 70s. Were there a lot of? Oh, probably. (laughs) I mean, I think like Smoking the Bandit and stuff like that's like all seventies. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not huge into seventies cinema. I don't really like movies with cars. The race is the 
because of everything we hold dear, our American way of life. Sure, it's violent, but that's the way we love it. Violent, violent, violent. And that's why we love you. Frank, do we have to listen to this? Be violent. No. no. It's time for Final Thoughts and Ratings. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what are you going to give Death Race 2000? So what you were just saying about the movie's really forgettable, mm-hmm. I think that's why I gave it the rating I did, because I can't remember anything really good, <laughs> but I can't remember anything really bad. So it gets a... Ooh. 50. You okay. could say that that is middle of the road. Oh, God. <laughs> can, I, can, I take, can I take away some points for that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. All right, let's see. Russell. You, you seem know, like you probably liked it the most. What are you going to give Death Race 2000? Clearly a 10. Let's just <laughs> say, as I was watching this movie, it really went from 0 to 60. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. So you only <laughs> rated it that for that joke, right? Yes. No, that just came to me right now as I was about to press the button. Oh, man. Again, yeah, it's like what I would imagine a typical 70s movie, but slightly worse. Mm. So, 60% trash. Okay. Let's see how trashy I think Death Race 2000 is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We're going faster and faster. (laughs) Yes. We're really climbing. Okay. uh, I'm giving it 70% trash, and part of me kind of wants to give it a little bit more, but I can see its charm. I can see why people would like this. I just, I don't like racing. I think it's boring. I don't like politics because it annoys me. So it's like, I I really wanted to see this because I loved the idea of a race where killing people with your car is the point system. Yeah, I thought I agree. that was funny and, and intriguing. And then we get this. And I don't know what this is. You watch it and you forget it. Yeah. Set it and forget it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You like race <laughs> movies. You like politics. Watch this one. You'll love it. But even I love B-movies and schlocky garbage films, and this one just, no. I had a really hard time watching it. And for an hour and, was it, like 24 minutes or something like that? Probably about 45 minutes. It is not an hour and 45 minutes. No, no, I'm saying it was probably about 45 oh, minutes. Oh, well, yeah, for you guys, I watched a whole movie with ads. Uh, but even taking the ads out, it's like an hour and like I think 20 it's some odd hour minutes. 20, isn't it? I think, I think so, but it is a long hour 20. It feels more like two and a half hours. It is so draggy. And I didn't even get the perks of the nudity. Boobies. I got everything just. Like what are they pixelated out? It's it's just yeah. all pixelated out. So yeah. pixelated. <laughs> it's all it's all pixelated. So David Carradine touches a boob with his grenade hand hand grenade. Oh, can we talk about that for one second? How it's just a straight up mannequin hand, but apparently it still functions. Yeah, it's technology of the future of seventy five. Two thousand seventy five. Yeah. Although that that <laughs> actually. <laughs> That took no. place in, in 2000, so maybe somewhere we have death races going on that we're just not even aware of. I was about to say something, and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Can it, we say it after the... Yes. Okay, great. I look forward <laughs> to that, more so than this movie. Oh, Russell! You know what? Let me do the outro real quick. 
That's it for this week's episode. Be sure to join us next week for an all-new episode. And if this is not your first time here, hit the subscribe button and help us win this numbers game with YouTube. And if this is your first time here, you've made it this far, so you obviously like us. So subscribe anyway, and we will see you guys next week. And it smells like farts in here. I've been farting this whole time. Yeah, I can't stop. Can you read his diary? <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. In what just happened? <laughs> the man exploded. He got hit. What, what'd you do? Nothing. Everything's fine. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, God. They broke it. They're not broken. They're so broken. Oh, my. What the fuck? Did Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I Maybe get they're it. actually a little broken. Have you, you've broken the things? No, they're fine. I just got to figure out how to...